In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bravo Docket. Nothing major has happened in the legal world since we last issued an episode, but the new season of Beverly Hills premiered. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strong start. We received some questions as to whether or not we think the attorneys will be using any of the footage that they're recording or our thoughts on how shady maybe the producers are being in light of the allegations against Tom and some against Erica. So what do you think? I think they're being super shady and I'm here for it. Like, yeah, I think they've always recorded stuff with Erica and Tom and it just hasn't, nothing they've recorded so far would be interesting. If I mean, nothing they've shown on this season would be interesting if we didn't know what was coming but because we know mm-hmm. it's coming, it has all this subtext. So I have a feeling like every season they've done this and then they just haven't used any of it because it didn't have any, there wasn't any real interest to it because Erica has kind of a flat affect and, you know, Tom is just, oh, very professional and she's acted the same way towards him for every season she's been on the show. So it's like nothing, nothing interesting, but because we know it's coming, it's hella shady and hella interesting. <laughs> It's so shady. Like, yeah, you're right. Them zooming up on the jewels Mm -hmm. as she's like about to put them on, that would have been boring and kind of grating had we not known about the lawsuits. And they probably did leave it on the editing room floor until the lawsuit was filed in December. Like, they probably weren't even going to include it. And then once that happened, they were like, 
put it back in, yep. <laughs> get that back in. Yep. And a lot of the language that Erica has been using or that they've kept in that she's using has been really interesting. Like when she was talking about how Tom was really slow and things were kind of starting to fall apart for him. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't talking about the fraudulent settlement money scheme. No. She was just talking about that he wasn't getting business, but that was like excellent foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, that first episode was so good. And then like I posted it on our Instagram, but how she said, was it like the word fraud or something? Or And they zoomed in right on a photo of Tom and it was like damn or dread i think she said dread yeah filled with so much these feelings of dread and it like paused and it was like tom yeah and she talked about how like uh, i mean so we're both attorneys like and most of my work is trials and court appearances and yeah the courts were closed for a while but they weren't closed for that long they picked up zoom pretty quick i mean they had to figure it out because of your right, all the criminal cases the right to speedy trial it's a constitutional right so they couldn't just let people sit there and not have court appearances. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. 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 I thought it was interesting how she was like, so many attorneys are suffering right now. And I'm sure some were. But like one of my cases was stayed only for three months. And the pandemic and one of my cases being stayed wasn't enough to financially ruin the firm. But it clearly was enough to financially ruin Girardi's firm because he was relying so heavily on the next big payment. Yeah. So the Ponzi scheme. That was stopped yeah so and like he didn't right. have any reason he couldn't say he was busy he didn't have any reason to delay anything so yeah they're being really shady i really like it beautiful but yeah so then luann is who our episode is about this week the countess luann the countess the main uh, she's holding the middle apple in the opening credits she's finally she's finally the star of new york in her head she's always been the star <laughs> true so for those who don't watch, do you want to give a little info on who Luann is? All right. So Luann is, she's been on, she's been on Roni since the beginning, right? Like since the first yeah, season. She's an OG. Yeah. She's an OG and she was married to the Count, Alexander de Lesseps, or Lesseps, Lesseps? Luann de Lesseps? Okay. I think she says Lesseps. Luann de Lesseps. I think so. She was very hoity-toity in the first couple seasons of Rowdy. She was, you know, admonished Bethany for introducing her as Luann to a driver. She's like, I'm, I'm, that was, you know, just a little off-putting when you introduced me as Luann. I am, I am the Countess de la <laughs> It's like, all right, Luann, we got it. You had some like really interesting facts in this outline, I did not know that they were married for 16 years. That actually makes yeah. the divorce a lot more heartbreaking. Like pulling back from my memory, when they were at like the Hamptons horse show, I remember when the count didn't show up in time to watch, I think it was Victoria riding her horse and the hunters and like Victoria fell off. And I just, I remembered that it was like clear that they were not doing super well. Yeah. I liked what you found about the Suez Canal, especially because the boat was just recently stuck there. <laughs> right. It's very it's very fitting. People have mentioned that he had some connection to the Suez Canal, but they didn't really know what it was. So he's a descendant of Ferdinand de Lesseps, who's a French diplomat and entrepreneur who built the Suez Canal and started building the Panama Canal. And Luann was the Count's fourth wife. I also didn't know that before researching I didn't this. know. Yeah, I didn't know she was number four. Yeah, and they, like, met after... Or they were engaged after, like, four days or something after meeting. So it was, like... Oh, five days. Excuse me. I left out a day. 
five days after meeting. But yeah, 16 years of marriage. Everyone I've heard has like said that when they've seen Luann in person that she is just shockingly pretty. Like everybody, like, like all, by all accounts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was like an Italian model. <laughs> she gave up a career in Italian television. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's one of the only housewives who who received that how they became housewives special. Like no mm. one else has really had it since. I think maybe Portia is going to be having one of those. But yeah, so we only observed two seasons of them being married. And then they ended up separating. But like Luann said that she saw it coming. Like he started growing really distant, but she thought that they would work it out. And he like emailed her to divorce. He was like, I found oh. someone else and I want a separation. So that's how it ended. And like, I I posed the question, like, what do you think would have happened with her had they stayed married on the show? Like, do you think she would be the Luann that we know today? I think she would still act out. I think she has always had that over the top, wanting all the attention cabaret persona inside of her. Um, I think she, I think she very much enjoyed playing the countess role, but I, I don't think, I mean, this, this spiral that we saw her go down, I don't, I don't think it would have, I think she would have held it together just out of propriety. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think she would have been as cool. Like we wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten the moments of like, don't be all uncool. Don't we wouldn't have seen her, the pirate. We never, we never seen her bang the pirate, the pirate yeah, in like, the Caribbean. <laughs> right, and those are the things that I like about Luann, like her, her being open and like a little bit more relaxed. And I don't think that would have happened had they stayed together. I don't even think she would be on the show. Yeah, like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really care for her all that much. I thought she was interesting to watch, but I didn't feel. I didn't find anything relatable about her when she was still married to the count. Yeah. So. You so know, her separation but... was actually good for uh, for for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luann. <laughs> I think it's probably good for her too because she's really being herself. Like I feel yeah. like she's actually being herself, and she's not so much playing a role. Yeah, that was the end of Luann. Well, no, not the Countess. The Countess title went away when she remarried. But yeah, yeah so she like, gave that up for Tom. <laughs> yeah. So after separating from Alexandre de Lesseps. She had that relationship with Jack on the show, Jacques. Jacques. Um, Jacques. And then ended up... He being, was kind of cute. He was kind of cute. I thought that was going to maybe work out. I didn't know. Like, Me too. I was really rooting the for them. was. I think he wanted children and there was like something awkward with that. So it didn't work out. And she banged the pirate. So. Oh, that's right. She was, she was with Jacques when she banged the pirate. Yeah. 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 And she like spoke to someone in French thinking that no one would understand <laughs> and was like, Thanks. don't tell anyone I, I banged this guy. And it's like, okay, you're mic'd and we can find someone that speaks French. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Didn't they have the pirate on Watch What Happens Live? Yeah, recently. But yeah, so after the relationship with Jock didn't work out, she then met Tom, who was her next serious relationship, Tom Diagnostino. And she, again, fell for him very quickly, even though he had a past with both Sonia and Ramona. And that was like part of the storyline that season. Tom gets around, man. Tom gets around. And he was like on the show pretty early on. He's like in the background and it's on, I think, Ramona or something. Yeah. So they were engaged in February 2016 and then wed later that year. So not even a year later on New Year's Eve 2016. So February to December 2016. 
And then Luan announced they were separating less than one year after that in August 2017. So it was like the marriage happened very quickly and then the divorce happened very quickly as yeah. well. Um, but that all played out on TV and that's kind of not, not new news. And then four months after they announced they were separating, August 2017, she was arrested in Palm Beach, <laughs> which was like... <laughs> That news came out on Christmas Eve, and I remember seeing it and being like, what? What yeah. just happened? Like, that's bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Also, it's, like, not that easy to get arrested in Palm Beach. Like, <laughs> there's not that many police there. Like, yeah, you have to, like... It's, like, the rich to, like, playground. Make, it is. You have to, like, make an effort to get arrested there. Like, you have to try. Because also, like... It's the, also Florida. The, it's Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm, I lived, I grew up there. <laughs> Not in Palm Beach. I grew up in the middle swampy part, but like. Like it's also Florida. Like people already Florida. are Florida. And then Palm Beach is like, you're rich, you're wealthy, you get drunk and you go out. Like that's the thing. Yeah. And so like when this arrest happened, the police report was published. It was like all over the place. And unfortunately it's been since taken down. I put in a request for it, but they didn't get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, yeah, a lot of um, articles and stuff quote directly from it, and we have like yeah. the video that they posted on YouTube. So we we know we know what happened, and she's essentially admitted to it. She's never denied that this stuff didn't happen, right? So what happened? For those who don't know, so Luann was in Palm Beach partying it up on Saturday, December twenty third. She was staying at the Colony Hotel in room three twenty seven. Luann and a male companion stumbled into room 407 late in the night, thinking that it was their room. And I looked up the hotel because I'd never, when I pictured it, I don't know why I pictured like a Hampton Inn. I don't know why. Like my head went what to like What would you think that the Countess would be in a Hampton Inn? I don't even think there's a Hampton Inn in Palm Beach. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think like cute boutique hotel. And this place is adorable. I highly yeah, recommend it looking it up and like staying there. It's like very pink. Like the whole thing, the outside is pink and cute and it doesn't have that many rooms. So the fact that she ended up in the wrong room. She didn't really have that many to choose from, and she ended up in the wrong room. Well, I mean, her and the dude ended up in the wrong room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they both got guy. it wrong. Right. And there was someone in the room. The housekeeping was doing turndown service at that time and was like, you're in the wrong room. Like, so she had multiple opportunities to realize this wasn't her room. Like, first, the fact that there aren't that many rooms to choose from. And also, then the their fact- stuff wouldn't have been in the room. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> So many things. It's like housekeeping was like, get out of here. You're in the wrong room. But also, like, why did they do turn down so late? Just a random aside. Like, it was pretty late in the night. Anyway. But- I bet they were making noise. They got called to that room. Here's my here's my thought. So I tried like again, I tried to find the police report. I read as many snippets of it as I could find. Yeah. They you know, the the Palm Beach police did not make it a priority to get back to me. But like <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> I know. They don't I'm telling you they don't have a ton else to do down there. There's lots of stuff they could be doing, but they're not arresting Oh, the that's rich where the people. Epstein stuff happened too. Not to deviate yes. even further, but yeah. No, but he's he's gone now, so Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> What was I saying? I don't know, I'm sorry. You try to oh, get that no, report. I have a theory yeah. after oh, reading yeah. all the snippets. I have a theory. So, I think that like they came back they go into the wrong 
hotel room, which I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, when I was in law school, there was one night that I got so drunk. I was living as I almost pulled a Louie in. I was living, um, in like little townhouses and they all looked exactly the same. And so I had gotten back after like being out drinking, like it's in my third year of law school. Um, and I, it was like cold and it was winter time and I pulled up in the driveway and I, I grew up in like Florida. So I didn't see, I didn't like understand, like I thought when I pulled on the door and tried to put my key in that the door was frozen. <laughs> like that's what went through my head. I was like, it did not occur to me that like, I, I, I was like the door. Okay. It's so cold outside. The door is just frozen. The lock's frozen. So I started kicking the door. Like, cause I was cold and I wanted to go inside, like kicking it hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I see my roommate drive up in the driveway, like across the street and I pulled up to the wrong house. Oh my God. With a case of beer. And I was like trying to unlock it and like kick the door open. Yeah. So, but I had I'm been not... arrested. I don't think you would have pulled a Luann. No, but I, yeah, I get the confusion. Like, I also think if I got in the house, I would have realized it was not our house. Right. Like right away. Like pretty quickly. And if a cleaner came and was like, you're in the wrong house, you probably And if would someone have walked in and said, this is not the right house, I'd be like, oh, look, none of our stuff is yeah. here. Um, my cat isn't here. Right. And <laughs> yeah, but clearly- Luann was like so adamant probably that she was in the right room that it just like, uh-huh. well, what happened was the housekeeper had to go get security to like get them removed and they still refused. Like even after I that. I bet she wasn't very polite to the housekeeper either. <laughs> no. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. Oh, and notably, I just got a note. This was like nearly a year after she was married. So like she got mm-hmm. married the year prior New Year's Eve. So this was like around the same time. And she said it was the first time she had been in Palm Beach since her separation from Tom. Oh. So she Do was we know like, who she was with? No. The guy? It's probably good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't. And I was, like, trying to figure that out, too. Because she also had a friend that came in and tried to get her out of the room as well. Yeah, because the friend with the video, I'll post the video on our website in case anybody hasn't seen it, maybe with a couple timestamps. But, like, when she's in the police car, um, like, the, the in-car video, the, you could hear the friend trying to, like, talk to the police. And then Luann's, like, and it's a, but it's a female friend. Yeah. So I don't know who the male dipped out. The dude, the guy he was, was gone. Like, he was like he legit. Out. Yeah, he pieced out before <laughs> the cops came. Like legitimately. Yeah. When the cops came to the room, it was just the girlfriend. And Luann had locked herself in the bathroom. So not yeah. only was it was she like told she was in the wrong room, she like doubled down, stayed in the room and was like, This is my room going into the bathroom. Like, girl. But um, yeah, so if you stay at the Colony Hotel, I highly recommend booking room 327 and then getting blackout <laughs> drunk and then trying to go into room 407 to live your full Luwayan fantasy. I just want to throw that out there. And that is not at all a, like, don't say I told you to do that, but it'd be kind of fun. If you want the experience if you want the of full- the Luwayan experience, that's what you should do. Yeah. But we're not saying you should do it. No, but I might do it. <laughs> Oh, this is something else I wanted to say. The hotel, an- another thing she should have known, each room is a different decoration. It has, like, different themed rooms. So she went into – it's not like you're walking into, you know, like, a Holiday Inn or whatever, and the rooms all kind of look the same. Like, 
She full on went into the wrong, like decorated room. Like she got it totally wrong. So it's not like your story either, where the townhouses were all the same. Like she legit was like not in the right room. The only thing she got correct was the hotel. Yeah. She went to the right. She went to the correct hotel. That's it. That's all she got. Yeah. From wherever she was like partying it up. But her behavior was awful. Like you'll see in the video, if you watch it and Angela, you just watched it, gets put in the back of the car with handcuffs. Apparently she like kicked an officer on the way to like, getting put into the car. She gets out of the handcuffs. She like does like a Which is impressive. Which by the way, it's annoying because even in the terrible, terribly lit in-car video, Luann still looks great. She looks great. Like even her in bone the structure court. looks great. Yeah. Even in court She looks the next great day. slipping out of her handcuffs. Like I and I I had not seen the video. I hadn't ever watched it. And so I was like damn dude like she looks good and then she's I'm like oh she's getting out of the cuffs like <laughs> she's getting out of it and then she got out of them yeah. and then she like gets the window open I was like dude yeah like, I was impressed she's Not got some, lie. she's got some balls oh yeah and then she also told multiple officers she was gonna kill them all that's and like she a does tell quote. the officer that she she's like in the handcuffs in the back she gets the handcuffs off and then, like, gets the door open even. And then the officer, like, makes her put the handcuffs back on. She's like, I'm going to kill you. And her friend is like, you can hear her friend in the back. She's like, don't say that. Stop. Don't say that. Like, it's... So she was arrested on felony charges of battering an officer, resisting arrest with violence, and crimes against a person. So that was three felony charges. And just so people know, like, felonies are... Everyone knows, like, a felony is bad, but... Felonies are extra bad. Like you can't vote, you can't own a gun. That you're like when you apply for a job, they are allowed to ask you if you've been charged with a felony. I mean, people talk about like misdemeanor, like oh, I got a DUI or you know mm-hmm. disorderly conduct or tre- you know Tinsley trespassing or whatever. Like, and a misdemeanor honestly is not that big of a deal, but a felony, even for something that isn't violent, that was maybe seemed relatively minor at the time can really mess up the rest of your life. Does she have to disclose that she was charged with the felonies even if she entered into a plea deal? No. So, if, well, if she if she pled to a felony, yes, mm-hmm. then she has been convicted of a felony. You don't have to admit if you've been charged. In, I mean, I'm just speaking generally in like most, I'm not, and I'm not giving out legal advice, but generally you don't have to like say that you've been charged with a felony. But if you have been found guilty or pled guilty to a felony, that can really... That's a big deal. So mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to plead your charge down to a misdemeanor, even if it's three misdemeanors, you'd probably rather do that than one felony. Got it. And yeah. The, not giving out legal advice, though. But not legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then she was also like charged with a misdemeanor, charge of disorderly intoxication. So yeah, she was charged with three felonies, one misdemeanor. Um, but they were third degree felonies. Like, what's that? There's lots of different jurisdictions that have degrees of felonies, just like there's degrees of misdemeanors so like murder you know it's just yeah degrees of murder and so that just goes into the charges and how the sentencing works and whatever first degree is generally always worse just like thinking first degree murder Um, so third degree felony would be like a lower level of a felony okay Um, fun fact tampering with a wildlife and game trap set by a florida wildlife and game official is a third degree felony so don't do that (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I have a story about that. It wasn't me. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So her felonies, like battery on a police officer, is a third degree felony. And it was punishable by up to five years in prison or five years probation and a $5,000 fine. So I think that was the same sentence she was facing for the other ones as well. But like I said, she ended up pleading. She was taken to county jail at 1.25 a.m. that night. And she appeared before the court the next morning, which was Christmas Eve. So she only spent one night in jail. And she Uh, still looked good. Yeah. And she did. She did still look good. She was like in court wearing a little like flowery summer dress. And that was recorded as well. Like, I don't know if you've seen that video. That's on YouTube. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And the judge was like, you might have a drinking problem. And she was going to respond. And the judge was like... I'm going to um, recommend that you don't answer me on that or fight me on that because <laughs> you're going to make things worse. Like she was about to be like, no, I don't. And he was like, just don't. Don't even talk. My husband was joking because we were watching something on TV and like the lawyer was like telling it their client, like, just don't talk. And he's like, I feel like that's what you guys always say. Like you're always just telling your clients like not to talk. And I'm like, yeah, because they can all like they're they're not gonna ha- it's not gonna help no <laughs> never <laughs> never was it you just like just zzz, zzz, no don't yeah totally stay silent and that's what we've we we held a clubhouse room hey we're on clubhouse where uh, i think we were asked is it weird that erica's talking out and like jen is talking out and it's like yeah she they should yes they should be quiet yes oh my god um jen shaw never did my cameo it expired today <gasps> yeah, I ordered a cameo from Jen Shaw just to see. It was supposed to be for my friend's baby because they watched Salt Lake City together. So congratulations on the birth of your baby. Unfortunately, Jen Shaw would, like, she just let it time out. She didn't even deny it. She just let it time out. But So you don't have to pay for it, right? No, they charge me and I get stupid cameo credits. So now I have to buy another one. <laughs> Like, I didn't get my money back. I just have credits to buy another cameo. But, like, what the hell, Jen Shaw? Don't you need the... Why are she you on cameo? The... Yeah. She needs the money. Yeah. So I'm a little salty about it. I really wanted to see what she was going to say. All it was was congratulate them on their baby. But... Well, she shouldn't be talking on cameo about anything or on social media or saying anything to anyone at that, all ever. But. That's what I was going to say. Maybe she didn't do it because she's finally listening to counsel or like maybe they're telling her to get off of it, to not speak. But as I say, she, I looked up her attorney and there he's like incredibly well-respected and a very good attorney that has tons of experience and she needs to, if whatever he's saying, she should be listening to it. Agreed. But yeah, so the judge told Luann, like, do not, don't answer that, which is like good advice. Yes. So she was released shortly before noon that day. So Christmas Eve in large part because she had no prior offenses. So she reached a plea deal in August, 2018 in which she agreed to perform 50 hours of community service, attend two Alcoholics Anonymous meetings a week in New York and attend a mothers against drunk driving victim in impact class. Luann was also required to write an apology letter to Deputy Stephen O'Leary, who was the officer I think she kicked. Yeah, so like in between that though, she ended up going to rehab like shortly after the arrest for 21 days. And then that was kind of like the months of hell for her. It was like- yeah. 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So she was like arrested in December 2017. And then she wasn't... She didn't reach her plea until August 2018, so she had a really big chunk of time in between where she could still she could still keep drinking. She wasn't legally prevented from it or prohibited from it. So I think she did. She pled guilty to three charges, battery, trespassing, and disorderly intoxication. And I think those are all misdemeanors. Yeah. It was just yeah, regular she, battery? Because, yeah, yeah, battery like on a police officer battery. is the felony. Okay. Yeah. That makes so sense. So she, she pled guilty to three misdemeanors. Avoided a felony charge, which, like I said, is important. And she avoided jail time. She only spent one night in jail. Yeah. Despite, like, last season speaking at that, like, event with um, women who had been incarcerated. She was like, I remember being in jail. It was one night. It was only one night. Not even, like, a full night. Yeah, I remember that. Luann's attorney that she hired was actually the same attorney that uh, Tiger Woods used when he was in trouble for some drunk driving behavior in Florida. And her attorney worked it out so that she could enter her plea in abstentia. Abstentia is a Latin term meaning in the absence. It just means in legal terms that legal proceeding can take place without the person, the defendant, actually having to be there. It's fairly uncommon, but it does happen. I think obviously having a very good attorney and money and then Luann being in New York, her attorney in Florida was able to make an argument that she should be able to enter the plea in absentia. Also, the judge probably didn't want the media circus that would occur if she did actually have to come back. So it was probably actually a good deal for the court too. The next deal that Luann's attorney was able to work out on her behalf was the fact that the court would withhold adjudication. So that's a special sentence in which the judge orders probation but does not formally convict the defendant of a criminal offense. In other states, it's called like an SIS, which is a suspended imposition of sentence. It's actually in Florida, it's Florida Statute 948.01, and it gives Florida judges the authority to withhold adjudication after the judge imposes a probation sentence. And then after the probation is completed, it's like you weren't even charged 
with a crime, so you don't have anything on your record. It's a really good deal. A lot of jurisdictions will do these types of things with your first DUI. And again, it's just, it's sometimes it's called a diversion. Sometimes it's called a suspended imposition of sentence. And then in Florida, they call it withholding adjudication. So if Luann hadn't messed up her probation by drinking, it would have been like she didn't even have a charge on her record if she was able to complete the entire probation without any probation violations. So she ended up completing her one year of probation in August 2019, but she had some hiccups. So she had to submit to testing throughout that whole time. I think it was like a breathalyzer test and she talked about it on her season. I think it was season 10, but she was caught drinking two mimosas at the end of April 2019. And she said she only had two mimosas after one of her cabaret shows. And so she ended up having to go back to court May 2019 And she was facing jail time and she ended up arguing that that was too extreme. And so they ordered her to take anti-drinking medication and wear a a breathalyzer device and attend counseling. She actually violated her probation twice. The second time she missed an AA appointment, but I don't think that one changed the conditions of her probation, but the drinking two mimosas did. And then, oh, fun fact, the um, officer who arrested her, Stephen O'Leary, the one that she had to write an apology letter to, he was arrested on July 2019 on 17 counts of official misconduct, 12 counts of false imprisonment, 9 counts of false statements, 8 counts of tampering. This feels like the 12 days of Christmas. And (laughs) in Martin County Sheriff's Office. So it was a different county. But interesting, her arresting yeah, officer. Yeah, I, I faced... saw that. It's like, on, I mean, the he kind of seemed like a slime ball when he was arresting Luann. I mean, Luann deserved a lot worse than she got, honestly. And if she had not been a privileged white lady, she would have gotten. Oh, yeah. That's just a fact. She would have gotten yeah. a lot worse. But he seemed kind of a bit slimy in that video. So that did, that did not surprise me at all. Um, should we talk about the crime of battery on a police officer? Like... I mean, what that is, it is? Yeah, what it is. And so I, may, I think a lot of people may not know, because um, I think logically you would think if you resist, like, the police have all of the, like, training and guns and weapons and tasers. And so, you know, I think people think if they, like, you know, push even just, it, like, back a little bit at a police officer that that's not going to be, obviously, that person that they're pushing has all the weapons and the training and whatever, like, but it is actually far worse to push a police officer than it is to push someone's grandma. Like the charges are much worse. You could go push someone's grandma over and get charged far less than what you get charged. If you, uh, you know, just poke a police officer in the chest. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, battery, they call it assault and battery against Leo law enforcement officer. That's pretty much every jurisdiction has that. And in Florida, it's an intentional strike of an officer and you have to know that the person is a law enforcement officer. So if you go and do it to somebody that's like undercover or isn't in their, you know, police officer clothing, then that doesn't count. But, um, it's, those are always, the charges are always far worse than just a standard battery. Yeah. And I think we talked about that in our first episode, actually with the Monique and Candace, when we were going through the, battery, oh, you're right. like the statue. You're right. Yeah. We talked about um, battery on a police officer and like battery with like a weapon and how like with a weapon it um, has a higher it's a higher degree yeah. or a higher charge and it's funny now we're now we have an example battery on a police officer yes so thank Which, you housewives 
Luann <laughs> knew it was a police officer. And yeah. Well, she didn't know it was her room, so. <laughs> no, she definitely <laughs> knew it was a police officer. <laughs> I know. I know. It's also interesting to me they have resi- resisting... A, so she was charged originally with resisting arrest with violence. And there's a charge in Florida, resisting arrest without violence. And they have different, like, charges. So yeah. Hers was but with she violence. But arrest- she did resist arrest with violence. Like she- it was with violence, yeah. Yeah, she did all of these things. <laughs> yeah. This isn't like a, oh, they're throwing the book at her. It's like, no. No, she legit... She- everything yeah. she did meets all of the elements of every... Every part of the charge. When I was prosecuting, it's like you would have like the the elements of the charge and you'd have to like make sure you proved all of them and you go through the police report and make sure there was something there that proved all of it. This mm-hmm. one would be really easy. Just check, 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 check. <laughs> I know. She did all of it. Yeah. It's like a law school fact pattern when they're like, yeah. hey, tell us. If, for those who don't know, in law school, like most of your tests, it's just one test at the end of the year. And especially in like torts and stuff, they give you this, or in crim law, a huge fact pattern. And it's like, what would you charge them with? Or like, what crimes were committed? Or like, what elements? How would you counsel this client? Or, yeah. Yeah. And like, you have to write it all down. And it's like the most ridiculous things. Like, you're at a baseball game and you're watching, and then someone hits it and hits you in the head, and then you fall over and like, it's and you just choke like, on your hot dog, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. who do you sue? And then the doctor, like, <laughs> yeah, the doctor yeah. is operating on you, leaves yeah. a knife inside of you, exactly, um, <laughs> a knife inside of you. <laughs> oh god, yeah, they're always like so ridiculous, but yeah, yeah. this one would have been an easy one. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's like, oh, God, there's a softball question. <laughs> yeah. If I was a teacher, professor, I would do this. So they have, they actually have a class in. Um, you said Georgetown, right? Or Yeah, the University of Georgia, I think, or like the. Oh, whatever, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. About like they have a law school class where they talk about like Candy Burris and like all of her lawsuits. It's like, come on, man. Why did that didn't exist when I was in law school? <laughs> someone we, someone that I think listens to our podcast did a CLE with um, Housewives, which oh, really? is like one of the yeah continuing legal education classes with Housewives, which I think is amazing. And I would take that. Yeah. So she pled. She was arrested. I'm gonna go through the timeline again because okay. now I want to talk about the in between time. So she was arrested December 2017. Goes to rehab January 2018. Out of rehab January 2018. Then she has this like summer of interestingness and then goes back to rehab in August 2018 and then sentence August 2018. In the in-between time, she kind of spiraled. I'm not going to lie. She kind of spiraled. It seems like she did. Yeah. She gets sued in July 2018 by her children and her ex-husband, Alexander de Lesseps. So the main guy, the Suez Canal connection man that made her countess, Mm -hmm. prior countess. In between as well, she, and and this came out in I think season 11 or season 10 when Bethany is just screaming at Luann Mm -hmm. about her like behavior. So sued July 2018 by her children. I'll get into what happened, but like, in between then, she becomes really manic and fixated on buying a house in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And manic is a word that Luann used, so that's why I'm using it here. She said she got very manic. She had to buy this house in upstate New York. She decides to put her house in Sag Harbor on the market for $6.25 million. She lists it. 
And that's kind of what triggered the lawsuit by the children and the dad or her ex-husband. So she ends up like calling all over the place, trying to find a loan for $6 million. One of the people she calls is Dennis, Bethany's late Mm ex-boyfriend, tries to get a loan to purchase the house. She, there's like the story, I don't know if you remember when Bethany was like yelling at her, it was in Cartagena. Mm -hmm. Bethany starts screaming at her about like, Luann was like running in a nighty, yeah. Through a field in the Hamptons. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, what was that? Do you remember? I just, I know it was, so, the, like, she'd been talking about how she's manic about the house, and there's an argument about something, Bethany helping her or something like that, and Bethany was just like, you were running around in your nighty in the Hamptons, like, in the dark, being, and I, I think it came out at the reunion, actually. I think that's when, it, like, this stuff came out that, you know, Bethany was, like, yeah. trying to, like, help her. Because I know Bethany ended up paying for her rehab and then was, like, upset that she didn't stay the whole time because she yeah. left the rehab that Bethany paid for early. Yeah. But Luann didn't make it to the reunion because of the rehab. Like, yes. she was in rehab. Because, Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, she was calling up people, asking them for millions of dollars to, like, buy a yeah. house. They had to have, like, an intervention with her. Yeah. I think the reason Bethany ended up getting so upset, though, was because Dennis died two weeks Mm -hmm. after the intervention with Luann, or or very close to that time. And I think she was like, you're selfish. Like, we put in all this time into you, and you never, like, asked me about Dennis. You you even asked him for money and, like... Right. You know? So that... Yeah. You asked... You talked to him when you wanted money, but you... Yeah. And it was... That was really dark for my opinion. Like, I, I think that was probably the darkest, like, New York got. It, it was uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the stuff with Bethany and the divorce either. Like, that was hard to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was uncomfy as well. Yeah. And then shortly after her rehab stint and, like, the, the reunion, then she was... Then she pled guilty to those charges that you said... And then she started her one-year probation. So that was kind of like the in-between time and the timeline of that. But the lawsuit, just a high, high, high level of what happened in the lawsuit. So Luann was actually sued by her children and Alexandra de la Sepp, so her ex-husband. But it wasn't like they... It doesn't seem to me like her children were the ones filing it. It, it, So essentially... It was a claim of, like, a breach of the divorce settlement between mm-hmm. Luann and the Count. And they were just, like, third-party beneficiaries under the settlement. But no, I think so, they were actually parties to the lawsuit, but they had to be parties because they were the yeah. ones that had the claim. Like, so, like, they had to be listed as parties because it, it, they're the ones that would have suffered damages. Because that, that money was supposed to go to them, so they would be the damaged party that would have the claim for relief. But it was part of, like, the contract was part of the divorce, like, for how, like... The agreement was part of the divorce settlement. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And then, like, what was supposed to happen under the divorce is that he, Alexandre, Alexandre, I'm probably saying it, butchering yeah, his name. It sounds good. <laughs> sounds good, however you're saying He, under the settlement, gave Luann the deed to a Bridgehampton house that was in Bridgehampton and was to create a trust for her two children from that house. And she was supposed to fund the trust with an undivided one-half interest in the marital residence, so the Bridgehampton house. So they claim in the complaint that Luann never created the trust, and instead she ended up selling the Bridgehampton home in November 2014 for $8 million, and then purchased her Sag Harbor home for $3.1 million. 
which the Sag Harbor home is what we see on the show now. Mm-hmm. And half of the proceeds of the original sale were supposed to go into the trust. So essentially, like, Luann ended up taking the proceeds of the original Bridgehampton house. And most of that money, I think, is gone. And then she, like, never listed the children on the new Sag Harbor house as owners of the home. So it was, like, double whammy. But the thing was that this was going on for a while because that first sale of the house was in November 2014, and they were divorced a long time ago. So she should have set up the trust a while ago. I think just the fact that she had listed the Sag Harbor house in July 2018 kind of triggered them to file the lawsuit and like do something about it to yeah. get her to stop. Yeah. And then I, I, b- before we started this, I asked you like, would an injunction here have been recommended like to get her to not go through with selling the house? I mean, yeah, that's probably what you would do. So an injunction is a court order requiring a person either to do or to cease from doing something. And there's three types of injunctions and you'd file a, petition for a preliminary injunction to say, stop them right now from doing this. And then you would like file for a permanent injunction. And but you can't get the permanent injunction until after you go through like a hearing and the whole proceeding and every both sides have a chance to marshal evidence. So you would want to get the preliminary injunction first. And to do that, I've had several trials over that. A lot of times it does happen over real estate issues. And so you would file the request for like it can be like a preliminary injunction or a temporary restraining order, but to get it, you have to show that you are more likely than not going to succeed. And then you have to show that there's like an immediate need for it. And then you have to show that like, if this doesn't happen, there isn't an adequate remedy at law. And so for like, a, like, especially like a real property interest, a lot of times, like that's the only remedy is to prevent that from being sold. And then that, you know, that money going somewhere or the property, the real property, that's like a particular piece of property being transferred or split or whatever. So that's probably Mm -hmm. what you would want to do in that circumstance is go ahead and right away get that temporary restraining order or preliminary injunction to stop them from doing something. Yeah. I always thought it was interesting with um, injunctions, how how you said you have to prove that you're more likely than not going to win because you haven't even gotten to... They you call know, it like, like a substantial likelihood of success. So you have to yeah. at least plead facts that show that you do have a legal claim to what you're saying and facts that would show that you have a, a substantial likelihood of success in like succeeding on the merits. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if they did that here, but in the end, it all cleaned up. It all, it was all fine. Like Luann said, in April 2019 that they ended up dropping the lawsuit. She said it in an episode of Watch What Happens Live. And it's kind of unclear, but she essentially insinuated that they all use all properties. So she ended up actually buying a house in upstate New York, but it wasn't the house that she needed the $6 million loan for. And it's actually unclear if she needed the $6 million loan to buy the house or to like repay the trust. I don't know. I get the feeling these people have so much money that it's kind of... Like, they're kind of like, eh. Like, you you know. mean like the Count or Luann? The Count. Yeah. And Luann seems to be doing just fine as well. Yeah. Like, like yeah, she doesn't seem right. to have like the issues Sonia has. Like, we're, we're going to do an episode on Sonia. And so I started pulling stuff for that. And man, our girl, uh-huh. our girl's got some, got some problems. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's probably why they waited so long to file anything. You know, yeah. they don't really need the money right now. This is this for, isn't going to make or break anybody. These kids have enough of a, you know, like they're not yeah. going to be destitute if they don't have this money in the trust. It's just like that was part of the divorce agreement that it was to go to them. And so she wasn't keeping up her end of the deal. But no one's They probably going. also did it because they were worried about her. Like yeah. as like a, a real, like we are serious. Like yeah. get your ass together. Like, you know. Yeah. So. Like stop messing around. Like you have to do these things. And I mean, also maybe they just didn't want Luann like getting the house and then selling it and then buying a new house with like whatever new husband or boyfriend she has at the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. like this is money that should go to the kids or the kids should be part of this property. This isn't just yours to just do what you want. with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she was also the complaint or what I can allude from articles about the complaint said that she was trying to sell her Sag Harbor home for like less than it was worth, like undervalued it. Mm. Still, I think they were like concerned that she was just trying to get rid of it to buy that because, you know, she was manic about the upstate New York $6 million or whatever house. So, yeah, they probably wanted to, like, prevent her from selling it for less than it was worth as well. Yeah. But now she has sold her $1 million home upstate and I think is back to enjoying Sag Harbor. So good for her. She didn't sell it. Well, and now she has her her condo or apartment in New York where she can see Tom's. (laughs) She always seems to be moving, though, like, in New York City. Like, she's moved apartments a lot. Which yeah. is interesting. And this one also doesn't feel settled, I'll just say. Like, it feels... It, is, it does look really nice. But it seems like she moves, like, with boyfriends or, you know, like... Yeah. Luann's, Luann's that girl that's your really good friend until she gets a boyfriend and then she ditches you for the boyfriend. Yeah. She, yeah. And, she is. It also might be that she has that Sag Harbor house, so she feels like... You know, she has her grounding somewhere. She's, she's okay moving around yeah. in New York more. But I wouldn't know. I don't have I don't have a Hamptons house. No, it's hard enough getting a house in <laughs> Austin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's that. That's the, the the legal tales of Lou. I mean Lou's like I mean, she did go through a lot and I will say I, I she did have a lot of white lady privilege with at least the charges and the way that was handled and the Yeah stuff like that but like violating her probation I thought that was pretty standard I used to do like the probation violation dockets and I remember getting annoyed because like the judge would never put anyone in jail until we had like a pro tem judge which would usually be like one of the public defenders they would take over and they would have like just so much pent-up annoyance with various clients for always lying to them and not listening to them and so the pro tems would send people to jail for violating probation (laughs) But I'd sit there and be like, can you just not smoke pot, like, <laughs> while you're on probation? Like, you know you're going to get drug tested, and it sticks around, man. It's not, like, yeah. like cocaine or something that can, like, wash out of your system. Can you just not get high? <laughs> like, your probation's over in, like, six months. Like, come on. Just, just yeah. don't smoke for six months. I'm like, wondering, um, with Luann violating her probation with the two mimosas, so it was, like... How did they know that? She had to, she had to do her breathalyzer like three times a day or something. Do you remember that? Oh, she had oh like a, so she had one with her that she had to blow in, not just like when she was trying to drive. Yeah, like the no, in-car ones that, are annoying, but people would just yeah. get like, their moms to blow in it for them. Yeah, like, no, she she said um, on the show because she talked about it. She was very um, open about it. I think that she had 
one that she had to blow in two, three times a day or something. And she knew it was coming up and she was like, shoot, I drank, you know? Yeah. And so she just, she had to do it. But it was, I think, end of April when she did it or like early May. And then the lawsuit with her kids was July 2018. So I'm wondering maybe if there was like, Mm. she heard rumblings or something of a lawsuit or maybe she was like really going at it with her kids and her ex-husband and it pushed her over the edge. I mean, she really got hammered like in more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I do think she managed and she, she handled it with her characteristic Luann just, I thought she did do a good job of at least acknowledging that she messed up and then trying to be sober admitting and like she like Luann does like admit like all the New York women I feel like they admit when they do something wrong like they it's admit amazing it. it's so yeah. refreshing I it's love that so about refreshing. them and then mm-hmm. they get over it like it was yeah. funny watching Ebony talk about it on like this season she's like these women go at each other like they go at each other and then 10 minutes later if someone apologizes they're good She's like, that's I've never seen... That's how it seen... should be. That is how it should be. But yeah, that's that. Do we know what our next episode is going to be? So we haven't decided because like we've been working... I've been working on the Sonya one, but it's so in-depth. And then with the stuff going on with the Manzos in New Jersey, I pull. I started pulling that stuff up. And I kind of maybe like to talk about that. But we just did like a Jersey episode. So... I don't know. There's so many interesting things to talk about. Um, so we yeah. could do another. We could do another New York because Sonia's our girl. Sonia's got some stuff. I didn't realize how bad this stuff was with her lawsuits, like with the the movie, the film, the movie, and then also there was like the bankruptcy. Also, I looked it up. Our girl Sonia had judges rule for her. Two different judges rule for her twice, saying she does not have to pay her bankruptcy attorneys. There's, but there's a bunch of stuff going on with her. So I don't know. I don't know where we want to go because, like, there's just there's so many interesting things to talk about. I didn't realize all the mob ties with the Manzos. That's like it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. I mean, there's always something to talk about, and well, we'd let the listeners vote on this one. So maybe we should do have them do another vote if we can't decide. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you learned something about you know, resisting arrest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. The Bravo Docket is part of the ACAST Creator Network.